What's up, everyone from all around the world, including Canada, USA, Long Island, plus the five boroughs of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, and Queens. I'm here to guide and help you about Anchor. Anchor is a free hosting site and phone app, which is owned by Spotify. It's the easiest, awesome way to make a podcast. Why are you wasting your money paying for a hosting site to promote your podcast with limited storages? Forget about it. Let me break it down to you. There's creation tools that allow you to record, edit, monetize, add music, intros, music outros, especially distribute your podcast to streaming platforms, uploading episodes with limited storages of your podcast right from your phones, computers, laptops, and tablets. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Plus, you get paid some money in your pocket from sponsorships. Excellent. These are the keys you need to make a podcast, including the listeners supporting your show. That way, you can listen to the episodes of my show, Off the Meat Rack Chain's New York podcast, the unfiltered comedy entertainment show about the stories mixed with entertainment news, music, real life segments, and much more. Now. Where can you find, follow, and listen to the show, you ask? You can follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram, all in one word, off the Meat Rat Chains New York podcast. Alongside with my other show, Meticulous Vibe Juice Podcast, and my primary handle, G Money Stacks 555 in Queens, New York. Now, the streaming platforms goes like this. We are on Anchor. Audio Burst, Breaker, Podorama, Listen Notes, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, Podchaser, Pocket Cast, Podcast Addict, Player FM, TuneIn, Reason FM. We are on Podfriend, Podorama, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. If you have a dream of creating and becoming a podcaster like myself and individual friends that is co-hosting with me, go download the free Anchor app or you can check out anchor.fm to get started. Take advantage of the opportunity that's thrown in your face. If I could do it and reach success, so can you. I'm G Money Stacks. Thank you for listening. Let's go.
Okay, good evening, USA, International, Canada, Long Island, aka Strong Island, plus the five spots of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, Queens. This is your man, G Money Stacks, aka the Greginator, YouTuber, creator, host with the most, misunderstood lonely nomad, and rookie podcaster of Laurelton, Queens, New York. And you are rocking and listening and and hanging out with me on the 206th episode of Off the Meat Rack Chains New York podcast. Live and direct from StreamYard alongside with um with YouTube and alongside with um the Instagram live feed of the podcast show page. Make sure you turn on your notifications so you don't miss a beat. And of course, if you're new to the channel in the in the YouTube universe and you miss any previous episodes whatsoever, please feel free to go to the YouTube channel of G Money Stacks 555 where you see all the New York episodes on there. Um, Tap that noony noony bell so you can be reminded when the show goes in the air via, via live stream and, and the time of the recording is going to start. More upcoming episodes, previous episodes, and of course, and of course, more video content. Um, make sure you share the episodes, the videos, download the episodes, very important. And um, be sure to, to tell a friend to another friend and I will handle the rest at the end of the show. So there you go, um, right there. Um, now, I do apologize for the delay of the upcoming episodes due to um, due to a um, a long day of work. Um, I was very tired, and that's why I had to, you know, postpone it. But I am going to actually, you know, not only record this episode, but the other episodes um, coming up. So, um anyway um what i want to do here's what i want to do first actually here's what i want to do first um all right hold on a little mental health check-in first man all right um yes as far as how i'm feeling mentally physically and spiritually i am doing um, I am doing all right so far. Managed to, you know, turn the page from last week. So I'm not really too fixated on it too much. So, you know what I'm saying? Um, so mentally, physically, and spiritually, overall, I am doing all right. And um, and for the most part, um, in the most part, I know everybody's looking forward to um, Thanksgiving in terms of... Um, the things that they are thankful for, I'm actually going to actually dedicate that to episode 211. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's coming up um, next week. So, um, and uh, let's see. I want to actually do a little recap. Um, I do want to do a little recap on um, the previous episode of... 205 because um what happened was i had accidentally pressed something and i have to actually i have to actually um 
you know, you know, give you um a feeling. Um, because what happened was I had accidentally pressed some. It was a there was a glitch on my tablet that was preventing me to um post the live stream episode. So it'll be only right if I actually um do a little recap and stuff. So it's it's better to do a little recap on the pr previous topics in a previous episode because it's, it's a lot easier to do. So, you know, um, so yeah, that's what we're going to do right here. But first, let me do a little adjustment here on the, uh, the color. Um, I'll try to bring it down a bit. Sorry about that. Um, all right, so let me just um lift. Hold on a second. I hope y'all um are doing all right throughout your week. Um, I know some people are looking forward to spending Thanksgiving with their families, um, relatives, friends, and stuff. But I know some people. I know some people. Some people, including um the uh, some of the truck drivers, probably have to do have to work on Thanksgiving, which is kind of, which I find it crazy because um, I was actually talking with, with some of the trucker, um, with some of the truck drivers and stuff. And, and, you know, it's crazy to me that um, some of the truck drivers, you know, they barely, they, and I feel bad for them because they barely get any breaks. They bet they barely get any breaks to be honest with you. So I'm like, damn, I'm like, I personally don't want to be on the road too much only because only because it's a little um it's a little um it's a little difficult for me to actually do do something like that. So I can't really imagine I can't really imagine myself, you know, being on the road all day long because you know being on the road all day long can really take a toll out of a person um mentally it does take a toll out of a person, especially if they don't get no rest. And I don't think it's, I don't think it's fair at all because I don't think it's fair at all. So that's my take on that. So, um, that's pretty much how I feel and my take on it though. So let me just get to, hold on a second. Um, okay. So let me, let me see. Um, hold on. Here's what we could do. Hold on a second. Here's what we could do. Okay. All right. So I know exactly what to do. Okay. So I'm going to do a little recap on on episode 205 so with the with the topics and stuff that was discussed in case you didn't see it on instagram live i'm gonna do a little recap so in the previous episode of 205 um we talked about the uh the winnie the pool blood and honey movie trailer a brooklyn new york native performing arts teacher uh, selected for 25 grand a slashing with a sword by chambers street Times Square subway stabbing, subway crime, a brute attack of a pushed 
that pushed a woman down on the stairway, breaks her back in Queens. I believe it's in Jackson Heights, if I'm not mistaken. Um, chaos in Queens involving a bus accident, which I which was already taught, which I read um, previously talked about. And I think the driver um, did the right thing by jumping out the window because, because um, you know, with the lone gunman, he was pretty calm though, man. I mean, it it, it is some um, intense, scary, traumatic stuff though. Um, and <clears throat> and I did talk about um, the actress from Walker Independence, Catherine McNamara. Um, that talked to Jared Padalecki, who is in the original, uh, the original reboot of um, Walker, which is on Thursdays at eight and and Thursdays at nine for Walker Independence. So, and I did talk about um, <clears throat> I did talk about um, Starbucks meta work layoff in terms of Elon Musk, who is a lousy piece of shit. And we did talk about Creed 3, the trailer, and the release date. And did talk about Black Adam that stayed at number one um, last week. Um, Nazis King's Disease already came out already. And the DLC NYC with a massive line of documentaries. And then I mentioned about um, some things to do uh, for the three-day weekend, which I do on a weekly basis so <clears throat> so there you have it a recap of episode 205 and the topics now we're gonna get into today's episode today's episode um varies with um with um national banana split day um another subway attack again now we're gonna get into we're gonna get into um a little a little something something that i like to call the new york mass transit files right here so let's get into it right here um all right <clears throat> and this is a segment about uh, what's going on with our um new york mass transit mass transit stuff in our subways and buses and stuff especially long island but in this case this is regarding another incident so let's get into it right here. All right. So, all right. <clears throat> all right. What we have here is, according to the New York Post, um, here's what's happened. A man was stabbed in the back inside a Manhattan subway station Thursday, cops said. The strap hanger was knifed by a male attacker around 1 p.m. inside the 125th Street A, B, C, and D station in Harlem, authorities said. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so the victim was taken to Mount Sinai Morningside, where he was listed in stable condition. The suspect ran out of the station after the attack and is yet to be caught he was last seen wearing blue glasses blue jeans and blue jacket police said um the motive the motive for the broad daylight attack was not immediately clear 
The incident comes less than a week after a homeless man who was out on bail in another subway altercation allegedly fatally stabbed a dad of two on a Brooklyn L train. <laughs> you think that's crazy? I got more for you. So you you think that's crazy? I got really um some some crazier crazier news to talk about, but let's get into some other stuff right here. Um let's get into some other stuff right here. So let's get into um the Bronx community. <clears throat> All right, so um and this is from the Bronx Times. So Here's what's going on here. As most community boards in the Bronx have recently been notified about a new cash, no, excuse me, car share program, some are seeing more parking spots embark, earmarked for the program than others, with community districts 9 and 12 getting more than 10 times as many as community districts 5 and 6. All right, um, before I continue, let me give a little quick reminder here. Um, you're more than welcome to give a, um, a charitable donation to my Cash App to support this show. Um, the Cash App is dollar sign G Money Stacks 555. That's dollar sign capital G, lowercase M O N E Y, capital S, lowercase T A C K Z 555. It's not about breaking the bank, it's all about doing the best you can on whatever amount of money you you desire and comfortable with will be appreciated and also you can leave a five star rating on on pod chaser pod friend and alongside with um spotify as well as apple Podcasts. so five star rating will be appreciated so there you go right there um okay <clears throat> now that i got that out the way let's continue um in the new citywide program, the, the NYC Department of Transportation will reserve park no, reserve public parking spots for on-demand short-term rental cars that drivers can reserve from their smartphones through cat, excuse me, car share companies, Zipcar, Get Around, and True TrueQuit. The effort comes after a 2018 to 2020 city council mandated car share pilot that DOT deemed successful. Um, as part of the pilot, DOT reserved municipal parking spots for the rental cars in select neighborhoods throughout the city, including street parking in the Parkchester and Soundview sections of the Bronx, parking lots of Belmont Avenue and White 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 Plains Road and the Jerome Avenue 190th Street parking garage. While the car sharing industry had already been in NYC for years, company utilized private parking facilities prior to the city initiative. The program is meant to lower household transportation costs, improve mobility options, reduce congestion, and improve local air quality by adding another shared mobility option that could inspire residents to sell their car or delay purchasing one according to dot um i don't know that i don't know how that's gonna work but okay 
A DOT report on the pilot also found that car owners are incentivized to use their vehicle as much as possible because of the upfront cost of the vehicle and insurance. But car share members evaluate each trip to see if it's more worthwhile than biking, walking, or using public transit in in turn driving less. The CD agency is reviewing sites and conducting outreach as part of the program launch and anticipates the program will launch soon, DOT spokesperson Vincent Barone um, told the Bronx Times. In the Bronx, community boards have received letters from DOT with a list of what the agency is describing as a preliminary approved sites for boards to review. But the board times has learned that while some boards have been told, more than 30 sites have been approved for their community district. Others have less than 10. While the letters from DOT list off the requested site um, locations for each district, they do they do not specify that each site actually incorporates two parking spots. The Bronx Times obtained the list of parking locations from all the boroughs community boards except for community board one chair um arlen parks is not aware of a program notification and dot did not respond by press time as to whether the board was sent one the parking spots are requested by the three cars excuse me car shares car share companies participating in the program and must follow citing criteria like the spots being in unmetered curbside parking lanes. Barone told the Bronx Times that there is no set number of spaces planned for the Bronx and all site um, requests are evaluated to ensure um, fair distribution throughout the city. The program requires companies to put 20% of their car share um, parking spots in equity zones or historically underserved neighborhoods identified as tier one priority investment areas in the DOT neighborhood street streets plan. Much of the Bronx is categorized as an equity zone. Community districts nine and 12, which have the most preliminary spots include many neighborhoods marked as equity zones, but community districts five and six, which have least spots, um, least spots put forward so far are made up entirely of these zones. Um, Community board nine district manager William Rivera told the Bronx Times that board members have questions for DOT, which they plan to discuss at the the November um, Transportation Committee meeting. We are concerned about parking being taken away from residents, and there are a lot of new proposed car share locations, location requests, Rivera said. We want to make sure what the city is doing makes sense. It's unclear how Community Board 12 will react to losing more than 60 parking spots for the program. Members have felt strongly about um, 
protecting local parking in the past, but were supportive of a new White Plains Road redesign that removed more than 100 parking spots. CB12 District Manager George Torres told the Bronx Times he hasn't heard from the board members about the program yet and doesn't expect to hear, to hear much feedback from the community until the car share spots are already on the street. But he takes issue with the way DOT is approaching the project. And he said, in quote, they are on unilaterally doing this without a vote from the community board. And so we will evaluate it as we do get complaints. But they basically rolled this out like they rolled out every other initiative. Because regardless of whether the community board was supportive or not, they've implemented these things, he said. Theodore James, a community board 12 member, board member who sits on the board's um, transportation committee and was against the White Plains Road redesign, said he would rather drive his own car than a vehicle others could easily access and potentially damage. <clears throat> I can't trust the safety on that vehicle, he told the Bronx Times. This is an expensive piece of machinery, which is a weapon in your hand, literally. Out of 30 parking spots um, um, in the Bronx that were used in the pilot there was an average of 28 trips per month and 21 unique drivers while citywide there were 24 trips per month with 17 unique drivers across 280 parking spots the program will launch on a rolling basis um, and more car share companies will be able to register in future application periods according to sean garcia uh, a Bronx and Uptown organizer for advocacy group Transportation Alternatives. The, the average car is parked nearly 95% of the time while costing more than $10,000 a year to own and operate. Hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So we have um, some people come in. So, yeah. So. Oh, that's Fetty and that's um awesome cookie, aka Robbie. Hope you're feeling better. Um, hope everything's all right. <clears throat> anyway, yes. So car share can play an important role in reducing car dependency by giving people access to cars when they need them. Garcia said in a statement to the Bronx Times, our city leaders. Leaders must also invest in bike and transit infrastructure to give New Yorkers more efficient, sustainable, and reliable ways to get around. Yes. And um, of course, you can reach out to Aaliyah Schneider at A Schneider at um at sh um schnepmedia.com, or you could call at 718-260-4597. Of course, for more coverage, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bronx Times. Um, you can also for all the people that's living in the Bronx right now, jump in the comments and 
And let me know what you think about this whole thing with the DOT and the redesigns of of White Plains Road and, and the parking lots being taken away. Let us know in the comments, especially on YouTube and of course around um and of course around and of course around the Instagram live feed. You could chime in on on this topic right here. So um let us know how you feel about the um about the uh the parking spots being taken away and stuff. I know there's some mixed feelings about it, but um let us know in the comments on there as well. Hold on a minute. Let's see what she says here. Hey, happy Wednesday, Robin. Yeah, I am doing the best I can, man. And thank and thank you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I really appreciate that. That really, that really, 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 um, that really helps my spirits, though. Yeah. All right, so <laughs> so let's get to, of course, let's get to the other um, transit topic right here, which includes the comprehensive NYC Greenway plan for bike pedestrian infrastructure passes for city bikes. Now, I'm not going to have time to get to, hold on, hold on a second. I'm not going to have time to get to the... Uh, the, the city bike batteries that caused the fire, but I'm gonna do it in a future episode. So, um, this one right here is a little different. All right, so the city council approved a bill Thursday that would require New York to create a master plan for green race for the first time in three decades amid a boom in cycling instigated by the slam demic. Okay, <laughs> the bill requires, um, the city to study and gather community input on locations where greenways are feasible with a focus on low-income communities and neighborhoods of color which have historically seen less investment in bike infrastructure and issue a final plan by december 2024 with an update in 2026 and every five years thereafter the city will also have to create an official map of current under construction and planned greenways plus status updates for segments that are um, temporary closed all of us are here today because we believe in the future where new yorkers of all backgrounds ages and abilities from every neighborhood and every borough can easily find open space and safely access active transportation said manhattan council member Carlina Rivera, the bill's main sponsor at a press conference ahead of the city council's stated meeting on Thursday. Um, greenways, in, in essence, are highways for cyclists and pedestrians. They differ from regular bike lanes by being significantly separated from any motor vehicle traffic, which is banned on the greenway itself. Is that so? <laughs> Cycling advocates have long pushed for a fully connected greenway around the city, utilizing waterfront space and inland rights of way throughout the five boroughs to enable safe, friction, frictionless, environmentally friendly travel. The need for 
a full connected Greenway network has been recognized for a long time. The last citywide Greenway plan was unveiled in 1993 during the administration of the late Mayor David Dinkins. But 30 years later, the city Greenways um, are not an integrated travel network, but a hodgepodge of paths of inconsistent quality. The Greenway push was renewed after the city won a $7.25 million grant from the Federal Department of Transportation to build new Greenway segments and maintain existing ones. It, it also comes amidst a boom in biking generated by the slandemic. Daily cycling trips have more than doubled since 2011, according to the city DOT, with estimates north of 200 million bike trips in 2021. Um, after the slandemic that prompted a cycling boom in bloom here in new york city it's clear that we need to invest in our greenways and meet people where they are said queen's council members selvina brooks powers chair of the transportation committee we have a real opportunity here to make a profound impact on our greenways now and of course bike advocates applauded the bill passage which was nearly unanimous safe for a single no vote by Brooklyn Council member um, Kelman Yeager. John Orcutt of Bike New York said that the bill gives an opportunity to make real infrastructure for cyclists instead of just flimsy paint. The bill passing is great news. Orcutt said the city has been trying to paint its way to bike friendliness with very mixed results. Let's build more real infrastructure for cycling and start with the citywide plan. All right, you can jump in the comments on this topic right here, which how you feel about it in the comments in on YouTube and of course by um Instagram Live as well. So there you have it right there. Um <clears throat> Okay, so now that we got that out the way, we are going to get to we're gonna get to something something terrible that happened to one of the one of the people who goes by the name of Chris Red. Um, something terrible happened to him. You want to know what's going to go down? So let's get into it. So we're gonna get into chatting on the jazz right here. Chris Red is gonna be the first story to talk about here. Something very terrible happened, so let's get into it. All right, so we go to Chris Red. All right, so Chris Red, let's get to it. So let let's let's um start from there. All right, so weeks ago, um, of course, SNL's Chris Red was leveled by a single punch in the front of about a dozen shocked um, onlookers outside the comedy cellar in NYC, and the scary attack was caught on video. Damn. Newly released surveillance footage from the club obtained by NBC News shows the exact moment an assailant threw 
a crushing blow to the face of the comedian, knocking Red clear off his feet. You can see Chris um um right thing in pain. Excuse me, right thing in pain after the punch. That's that's crazy, man. That's really crazy right here. That's really crazy and and fucked up right there. Um, that's crazy. Um, Red was on his way inside the venue for his late night act Wednesday, but he had to take a detour to the hospital for his badly bruised no 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 badly um injured nose. Red's performance was canceled, but thankfully he's going to be okay as he nurses two black eyes and a gash to his nose. <laughs> TMZ broke the story. Red drove up to the comedy cellar in Greenwich Village and got out of his vehicle only to be attacked by the assailant. The suspect, who, who was apparently wearing brass knuckles and a security guard uniform, then ran off. Police do not have a motive for the assault, though the attacker grabbed his chain. It broke into pieces and was recovered. <sighs> We're told Chris is cooperating with investigators, but has not been able to identify his attacker and, and a possible accomplice. Cops have collected surveillance footage in the hopes of identifying the perpetrators um okay um another another update about chris red of course um all right so so the update um for comedian chris red has opened up about the attack outside a, a new york city comedy club last week that left him bloodied and hospitalized this man hit me in the face with something metal um, Red says in a new interview with the Daily Beast, I thought it was brass knuckles because of the way it cut my nose to the bone. The attack outside the fan comedy cellar uh, occurred on October 26th as Red was heading inside to perform to perform a show. The unknown alien quickly approached the former um, Saturday Night Live cast member and sucker punched him in the face, then fled the scene. Red tells the Daily Beast um, does not think the incident was an attempted mugging um, and that he was less concerned about the pain than the amount of blood flowing from his face. And he was at Bellevue Hospital. He was treated for um, fractures in his nose and cheek. A fist don't normally do all that at one time, Red says. So it was safe to assume i was hit with something but the dude just hit me and ran off i fell down so fast um i didn't even know i felt i fell until i looked at the surveillance footage red says he initially wanted to proceed with the comedy um seller show noting if we could have stopped the bleeding i would have went on stage I was like, I can't wait to talk about this shit. He says he was later glad he waited, but the but that was my first thought. The comic says he's already working on jokes 
about the incident. So previously on October 28th, comedian Chris Red, of course, obviously, um, was attacked outside the comedy cellar in Greenwich Village on Wednesday night. What has been released from the hospital, the Los Angeles Times reported. Deadline has confirmed that the former former Saturday Night Live cast members um, subsequent show at New York City's winery on Sunday has been canceled. The club said in a statement that the show has been canceled due to an unforeseen scheduling conflict. Deadline also reached out to Red's rep and will add any comment received. It would be a third gig that Red has understandably missed since the attack. The comedian, of course, um, did not perform Wednesday night. He was also scheduled to perform at the Comedy Cellar on Thursday, but according to the club's owner, um, Norm um, DeWarman, um, the comedian was still recovering. Per multiple reports, Red was cold cocked by a male assailant on Wednesday night as he approached the front door of the club where he was um, scheduled to perform. There is no known motive for the assault, which police characterize as occurring without prior conversation or provocation. The former Saturday Night Live cast member was left with a facial laceration and later admitted to a local hospital. The woman told NBC New York that he is deeply upset about what happened and and we we hope he's okay. We want him back as soon as possible. The next show um currently listed on Red's website uh was November 11th in Tacoma, Washington. As for the assailant, he got away. Authorities sent, have since released a photo of a suspect in hopes of capturing him. Hopefully they do because that's that's messed up though, you know what I'm saying? That's really messed up though, man. Um, that's really fu- that's really fucked up though, in a sense though. Hey, what's up, Dominique, aka Dominatrix? Long time no see, haven't heard from you. <laughs> I hope everything is all right. I hope you enjoyed your vacation while you was out of town. Um, and all the other great stuff what right there. Um, I'll catch up to you after I'm done with my um podcast recordings in a few minutes. So, anyway, all right. Up next, <laughs> let's get to, hold on a minute. We got another one. I forgot about this story too, man. I forgot about this story right here. Um, I forgot about this story right here. Um, So um, this was supposed to be in um, part of transit, um, New York Mass Transit Files, but I forgot about that right there. So a man died early Monday morning after being struck by an oncoming train in midtown um the latest death on the tracks in one of the subway systems deadliest months in memory police sources said the operator of a bronx bound d train spotted a man in the track bed at this 47th streets rockefeller center subway station at 5 46 a.m on october 31st The unidentified man was quickly pronounced deceased. It's unclear whether he was hit by the same train he was spotted from or by an earlier train. The police and police are still investigating how the man ended up on the tracks, whether it was deliberate or accidental. 
The incident generated extensive delays for Monday morning strap hangers along the B, D, F, and M lines. The Bronx-bound D train was rerouted to the A line, which caused um, delays on both lines as they shared tracks while Bronx-bound B service was suspended. Yeah, I know what it feels like to be to be stranded because of all this drama and all this craziness that's going on with these subway crimes and stuff like that. Um, so the F train and M also saw delays. Queensbound F trains were rerouted along the G line, while the M stopped running into Northern Queens. Damn. Damn. That's crazy, man. Wow. An MCA spokesperson said that the delays had been resolved and service had been restored along the lines. The man's demise um, culminates in unusually deadly months for the transit system. Numerous people died on the rails or in subway stations in October, whether by accident, suicide, or murder, with many incidents drawing headlines. 15-year-old Jajin, Jay, Jay John, excuse me, Barnett was fairly shot on an A train in Far Rockaway on October 14th, three days later. 48-year-old um, Heriberto Quintana died after being struck by an F train at Jackson Heights Roosevelt Avenue, having found himself on the tracks following a physical altercation uh a number of others have died after jumping in front of an oncoming train october's non-fatal incidents have also pushed draft hangers on edge one 62 year old man was sucker punched and fell on fell to the tracks at the 149th street grand concourse station in the south bronx allegedly the victim of the knockout game where participants attempt to knock out strangers in a single slug police say oh my gosh man really really <sighs> okay this is this is getting out of hand this is really getting out of hand though man you know what i'm saying and I hope that, and I hope this crazy shit was not part of a TikTok challenge. If it's part of a TikTok challenge, please take it off. Anyway, days before that, a 32-year-old broke his collarbone after being randomly shoved onto the tracks at the Myrtle and Wickoff Avenue station, straddling the Brooklyn and Queens border. Another woman fractured her spine being after being pushed down on pushed down the stairs at 82nd Street um, Jackson Heights stop on the 7 line, which will be um, a separate episode that I'll probably cover. Mayor Eric Adams and Governor Kathy Hochul last week announced that the system would be a surge of cops to establish omnipresence and deter would-be brutes and good-for-nothings from committing violent acts in stations or on trains. Man, damn son, that's that's really really crazy to me. Um, let's see. Um, let me see what else. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see what else can we talk about here. Oh. Um. Okay, let's talk. Um. Let's talk National Banana Split Day for a sec. <laughs> yeah, I've been meaning to talk about this um topic as well, man. So let's lean into a little breathing room from all the terrible stories that we just talked about here. So let's get into um what this is about. So this is Go Bananas. Um, this is Go Bananas. Um, because of August 25th, it's National Banana Split Day. Give your taste buds the thrill of delicious ice cream and luscious chocolate covering a fresh banana topped off with nuts, a cherry, and whipped cream. Surprisingly, the original banana split wasn't created in an ice cream parlor, but in a pharmacy in 1904. Oh, wow. Banana splits were the brainchild of David Evans Strickler. <laughs> a pharmacist apprentice who enjoyed experimenting with new soda fountain Sundays in his free time. They were so popular with the college crowd that students willingly paid 10 cents, double the price of a normal Sunday. Try a banana split today and you'll um, understand why this amazing dessert is a classic. Okay, so um, I'm not even going to get into the activities. I'm not going to get into the activities, though, man. So um, why we love National Banana Split Day, you ask? Um, it's the perfect shareable dessert, usually served with three scoops of ice cream, fudge, whipped cream, a banana split in half, and a cherry. This dessert is the perfect family-style dessert. <laughs> yeah, how about that, though, man? How about that? <laughs> You have so many choices. Choose your ice cream flavors and toppings. Drizzle different chocolates on top and slice your bananas in different ways. This dessert offers endless flavor combos so you can adapt banana splits to your own and unique and finicky, finicky taste. It's an old school dessert. For decades, banana splits have been a family favorite in ice cream parlors and soda fountains across America. Maybe it's because banana splits re rekindled their, that childhood nostalgia, helping us find the joy in simple, old-fashioned things like ice cream, fudge, and bananas. Yeah, that's not bad. That's actually not a bad. That's actually not a bad idea. So, so next year, August twenty-fifth will be um, will be will be banana split day which is going to be on a friday 2024 of the same date will be sunday 2025 will be monday 2026 will be tuesday 2027 will be on wednesday okay all right <laughs> that was your fill in on that was your fill in on the uh that was your fill in on the um on the uh, banana split um day so um okay so let's get into pinky pinky space okay <sighs> pinky space okay so let's get into it though 
So a trendy Lower East Side restaurant has been forced to shut down to get all together. Hold on. Let me just leave that for, um. wait a minute. Let me just leave that. Actually, I'm already there. Um, I'm already here. So anyway. Um, yeah, a trendy Lower East Side restaurant has been forced to shut down altogether after a city tore down its outdoor dining uh, structure and garden and its owner is planning to sue for property damage and loss of business. Side Dish has learned. Peaky Space, a self-described food art space at 70 East 1st Street, has spent $50,000 on, on its eye-popping 30-foot-long structure that was decorated with neon lights and even a disco ball during the slamdemic. The city's Department of Transportation leveled it on October 27th. Oh, Lord. Wow. Wow. We are still devastated. We haven't been able to fully reopen and we have to re restructure our business model because 90% of our business was from Broadway dining, said Mimi Blitz, who opened the hot spot with Wesley uh, Wobles in 2018. We had a living, breathing business here, Blitz added. We made sure it looked good and was up to code. Outdoor sheds that sprung up during the slamdemic have become a topic of debate as some abandoned outdoor structures have attracted vagrants and rodents. The DOT. Hold on a minute. Yes, the DOT spokes, spokesman. Um... Wait, 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 wait. The DOT. Wait a minute. Hang on a minute. Yes, the DOT spokesman Vincent Barone told Side Dish Pinky Space is one of about 100 outdoor dining sheds removed by DOT. He previously told the Post that Pinky Space had received three non compliance warnings since um, August. Um, um, Hamuto Lieberman of law firm um, Hellbron and, and Levy said there was no justification for the city to destroy Pinky's property, pro private property. This, the lawyer has been in talks with Pinky's about taking the case. Pinky's was served one or two cease and desist notices to correct and become compliant with with the open restaurants program, but the city doesn't have, excuse me, the city doesn't have the authority to cause property damage, and Pinky's outdoor structure wasn't in imminent threat or danger. Lieberman said, DOT's arbitrary arbitrary enforcement of cease and desist. Um, notifications is inappropriate. Lieberman added that she has rep two other rep restaurants who declined to be named, whose structures have been destroyed, and others who have been targeted for potential destruction by the city. Blitz was shocked when city workers came to dismantle the shed. We have no indication they were taking the structure down 
taking my whole livelihood down, Blitz said. Some of the DOT workers were laughing at us. They took the lights, every piece of wood, and the astroturf. Adding salt to the wound, Blitz said, was that the DOT was helping neighboring restaurants who had been hit with similar violations to keep their sheds. The day they took our structure down, they were helping the building next door comply to code. It's frustrating. I don't understand, she said. For working restaurants like Pinky Space, the sheds provided a lifetime during and after the pandemic. End quote. We have spent so much time and effort to create a beautiful garden for our customers and our community, and it was our advertisement, advertising as well. Blitz said, we are still confused as to what happened. We see abandoned shacks and structures that are dangerous safety hazards. Why are they still up, and why did DOT take ours away? A rep for Pinky Space had initially told the Post the shed cost $25,000. But Blitz said that the that figure wasn't correct because everything had happened so fast she didn't have time to calculate um, properly. More than 12,600 self-certified dining structures are registered in the DLT's outdoor dining program there is no word from the city on when restaurateurs can expect guidance on new permanent outdoor dining structures rules what the city decides to do with its open restaurants program is a different issue destroying private property is too much and well beyond the city's purview and and scope of authority lieberman said French fave Angelina coming to, to Lex. We hear that um, um, Parisian favorite Angelina is opening at one, 1115 Lexington Avenue. 1115 um, Lexington Avenue, which is also part of 150, 150 East 78th Street. A new 15-story Robert A.M. Stern Design Condo Building developed by Maywood Investment and Development. The 700-square-foot spot is a luxury boutique with all the Angelina's um, signature pastries and desserts, according to Douglas um, Elliman's Hillel Horowitz and Pierre um, Cadorsi, who rep Angelina Paris. The landlord was rep by um, Ripco Real Estate's um, Beth Rosen and Emily um, Simmons. The 10-year lease was last asking 350 in rent per square foot. And for an even bigger taste of France, Angelina also launched a hot chocolate pop up inside um. Um, um, L Avenue, which is, I think, Lexington Avenue is what it stands for. Um, the famed fashionista hotspot on Avenue um, Montaigne in Paris um, that also boosts a flagship outpost at Saks Fifth Avenue. 
the popular French um um pizzerie, patisserie, famed for its hot chocolate and eclairs, opened its first U.S. spot at 1050 60th Avenue in November 2020. Ah, wow. That's that's really that's that's gotta really suck though, man. That has to really suck. Um that has to really suck though, man. Um and um that has to suck. All right, let's go to uh Frank Ocean. Let's go to Frank Ocean for a sec. Um all right, so this is according to Billboard. Um Frank Ocean is launching his new, his brand new homo radio with Apple Music One. The, the one hour show is set for Thursdays at 10 p.m. Eastern. In quote, someone's vacuuming the carpets, adding a distant layer of white noise to the sound. Ocean said in a cryptic statement about the show. Security is pacing off some boredom while pretending to check the rooms and the safes on the rehearsed patrol a headshot um loaded with gadget gadgetry helps a man who dons it to see with its grids of light and lenses and loops and lupes the singer songwriter's show shares a name with his homer jewelry line which the artist founded in august 2021 the name is inspired by the greek poet Ocean said, um, in Ocean said in an interview with Financial Times. Hmm. While Ocean's fans are finally finally receiving a project from him in the radio show, the singer is known for his long breaks from both music and the public. His last album, Blonde, was released in 2016, while his most recent songs are DHL. Um, on Cayendo and Dear April. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. Let's see. No, that's not what I meant to do. That is not what I meant to do. That's not what I meant to do. Um. Yeah, here it is. Okay. It seems like El. Ocean is meshing the radio show with his year years old jewelry line. The launch of the show accompanied a post on the company's Instagram page set against a background image of the hustle and bustle of a city. In addition to a lack of music, there's been a lot made of Ocean's lack of performances too. The singer has been vocal about how his mental health struggles have impacted his desire to perform on stage but he does have at least two dates on the calendar next year back-to-back -back weekends as a coachella 2023 headliner yeah mental health matters man i mean you can't really you can't really function on stage if you um if you're basically um if you're basically you know, going through something like, like I was just talking with someone yesterday on the Pokerture app. And what I was trying to tell this person who's also a New Yorker, um, basically what happened, what happens to a music artist is like the only reason why sometimes they'll take like, you know, uh, 
it'll take maybe maybe five to t- ten years off is because sometimes you know they're either going through like a mental blockage when you're going through a mental blockage folks especially creatively speaking whether it's in music whether it's in anything that you're trying to do you you're gonna you're gonna end up in a slump at some point sometimes you're not gonna be able to please everybody with the high expectations you're not gonna please everybody doesn't matter doesn't matter whether they expect it or not and for the most the most important thing is to do you don't worry about the high expectations of people you know what i mean the high, the, the the problem with pe- the people with high expectations is like it, it's like they expect too much it's the same shit when a person has excess baggage they got too much excess baggage to actually um to actually um do what too much access baggage to actually expect a person to actually come out with a, with a music project and stuff like that and and i want to actually say this though man as far as relevance you could be relevant in other things too it's not just it's not just music you can be relevant in other things like business ventures whether you, whether you are an actor whether you are um creating a radio show whether you are creating a podcast or whatever it may be whatever it may be don't let the high expectations stop you from thinking about your mental health we saw that in small bios we saw that in um and Shikari Richardson. We saw that in, in other people. Even um, what you call it, Zachary Levi. I didn't get a chance to touch on his story in a mental health um check-in segment. I didn't get a chance to talk about that as well. But um the point I'm trying to make here is um sometimes you 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 gotta be patient sometimes, man. I mean, you're not gonna be able to get everything all the time every year. Like, come on, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I actually was um and I actually mentioned to him about um and he and he brought up about um 21 Savage and stuff, which I will cut I will touch on that in a future episode as far as as far as Nas being um relevant and stuff like that but i'm not going to have time to cover that but i'll do a separate episode in regards to that um and i'll get my take i'll give my take on it though man and as far as relevance you know what i'm saying so that would be a further conversation about um relevance as far as anything else it's not just it's not it's not just music only you could be relevant you can be relevant in other things too so so that's just me and 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 another thing another thing before i even go on to before i go on to the next topic here is when it comes to certain songs not every not everybody is not every music artist is obligated to actually talk about the talk about um political shit as far as racial racial issues as far as like you know you know shootings and all that other shit whatsoever 
everybody, every music artist and everybody else is not obligated to be talking about this stuff, man. Why are people forcing other people to actually talk about these things when when it when they're not obligated to do that? And not everybody has the same story of of a police brutality or any other story whatsoever that I see online. And I think sometimes we got to put aside our high expectations on people. And, and this is this is where peer pressure comes in when it comes to mental health. We got to leave the pressure off of people who's going through who's going through a, a mental health situation as far as like a Frank Ocean. Frank Ocean's been dealing with that, like I just said just now in the story. And and he's dealing with it right now, along with other people that's along with other people that's actually dealing with this right now. They're actually doing the best they can to help themselves. So that's pretty much that's pretty much what I want to touch base on. The people that's actually doing something for themselves to actually get help. Not the ones that refuse not to get help on. I'm not talking about any more Kanye West stories anymore, although he his crazy ass got sued, which I will talk about. I will talk about that um in a future episode as well. So um that's my take on it though, man. That's my take on it. So let's not do too much excess baggage on high expectations on people and not, and expect them to be obligated to to be able to speak on political bullshit as far as like racial and all the other stuff that's been going that's just, that's just been going on for years. That's just been going on for years, though. You know what I'm saying? And 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 I'm not hearing any salute, and I'm not hearing no solutions behind it. So, so anyway, that's my take on it. I just wish sometimes people, I wish sometimes people stop with the high expectations on a perfect album or a perfect song or a perfect uh, uh, whatever it is, man. Like, come on. Let the artist be artist. All right. That's my take on that right there. Boom. All right. Um, all right. So we need to talk about um some stuff in regards to uh Black Panther. Um let's get into let's get into the segment right here called the movie Man Cave Popcorn and 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 the story is about Black Panther. So let's get into it right about now. Okay, you want to hear how Black Panther did in the box office? Let's take a look here. And and this is no spoilers, folks. No, this is not spoilers stuff, though. All right, I'm not doing any spoilers and anything like that. I'm just gonna talk about how it did in the box office and all that great stuff, whatsoever. And and and, and including the Happy Meal that's dedicated to Black Panther, which I will talk about next. So let's get into this right here. 
All right, so after an unexpected death of T'Challa from an unknown disease, um, the nation of Wakanda finds itself in mourning. Queen Ramonda has lost her son, and Princess Shuri has not only lost her brother, but her role model and hero. But there is a little time to transition to mourn as Wakanda finds itself in a time of a major transition. Of course, they, they have promised to share their technology with the rest of the world and the the world intends to hold them to their promise voluntarily and involuntarily without the black panther to protect them the world perceives wakanda as being vulnerable okay so let's get into it so um all right so but the u.s is not waiting for wakanda to share the precious vibranium um vibranium metal they began their own search for the alien resource i'm like what wait hold on what i'm what i'm doing here wait what am i doing here what am i doing here um all right let me just um hold on a second let me i'm not even going to do the spoiler thing um hold on i don't want to do that that's not what I meant to do. I was trying to look for the box office, folks. I'm sorry. Um. Anyway, let me find the box office thing because uh, let me see. Sorry about that. Um. Okay, I was trying to look for the box office thing. Sorry about that. Um. Wrong website. Um. Give me a second. Give me a second, though, man. Um. Give me a sec. Um, give me a second though. Oh yeah. Oh wait, 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 wait. It didn't disappoint yet. So yeah, it did not disappoint. So pretty much, um, pretty much it didn't really disappoint though. So let me just find, um, let me just find a way to actually do this. Yeah, it did not disappoint. Um. Yeah, I'm not gonna get into any spoilers, so I wanna I wanna give people time to actually watch the movie. So so that way I can review it on my other platform, which is going to be Meticulous Virtues Podcast Review Show. Um it takes first place in the box office. Let's get into it. Um, let's see. So let's get into um let's get into um the results of how much it made in the box office. All right, so let's get into it. Black Panther Wakanda Forever leaped to the top spot at the South Korean box office with a dominant 80% market share worth $6.53 million, million over the weekend. In its first five days on release, the film amassed $8.87 million. Wow. The total was achieved on 2,538 screens, according to data from Kobe's, the theatrical tracking service operated by the Korean Film Council. The superhero title easily brushed aside last week's chart topper confession, relegating it to $642,000 and a distant uh, second place. Well, wait. 
After three weeks on release, Confession has accumulated $5.19 no, 5, $5 million, a total um, Black Panther pass in four days. Um, while the change of ranking was dramatic, the numbers were far from super heroic. Rather, they were in keeping with the depressed state of Korea's theatrical... Uh, Hold on a second. Um, theatrical, theatrical. Hold on a second. Hold on one second. Theatrical. Hold on a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Um. Yeah. 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 Um. Hold on a second. Yes, Korea's theatrical sector since a summer sizzle fizzled out. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever managed only the 10th best opening weekend score of the year. The nationwide box office aggregate at $8.16 million was stronger than the eight most recent weekends, but ranked only as the 12th largest of 2022. The original Black Panther... Uh, released in Korea on February 14, 2018, and achieved $20.6 um, million in its first five days. It registered at registered at $34.9 million cumulative um, that stands as that year's ninth largest haul. Over the latest weekend, everything, everywhere, all at once climbed the rankings from fifth spot to third with um, $251,000 over the weekend, producing a five-week total of $2.37 million. Um, I don't know why I'm doing gen Japanese stuff, but anyway. Um, <laughs> I don't even know why I'm doing Japanese stuff, but um, anyway. Um, anyway, let me, let me get to the real deal here. Let's get to the real stuff. Um. Yes, let's get to the real deal. So, yes, yeah, so Marvel's Black Panther Wakanda Forever dominated the box office in its debut, earning $180 million over the weekend and providing a much-needed lift to beleaguered cinemas. The sequel demolished the record for a November opening in, no in North America, soaring past the previous high water um, mark of $158 million set by 2013's The Hunger Games Catching Fire globally. The superhero adventure netted a, a spectacular $330 million and $150 million of that figure coming from 55 overseas markets. That's a prime example of, of a movie that didn't disappoint, folks. For those of you who didn't, for those of you who didn't get a chance to watch it, go check it out in theaters, or you can even watch it at home, even though the tickets is pretty expensive. Um, you know what I'm saying? So, so let's continue here. Its success has a bittersweet undercurrent, however, that's because the filmmakers behind the sequel faced a shocking off-screen tragedy 
before production even commenced when Chadwick Bowles, the late great Chadwick Bozeman, the actor who had given 2018's Black Panther so much of its soul, had died in 2020 of colon cancer. He was only 43 years old. In response, Ryan Coogler, um, the film's director and co-writer, refashioned Black Panther Wakanda Forever into a tribute for the late actor. In the movie, the kingdom of Wakanda is grappling with the death of King T'Challa, and art imitates life situation that gave the film greater emotion, emotional um, uh, resonance. Um. Okay, so critics praise Kugler's um death handling of the difficult material with varieties. Owen Gleiberman writing, Wakanda Forever has a slow burn emotional suspense. Once the film starts to gather steam, it doesn't let up. There were other hurdles facing Black Panther Wakanda Forever. The $250 million production was shot in the midst of COVID and also had to contend with an injury to one of his, one of his stars, Letitia Wright, that required filming to be suspended. Hmm. Um, that's to say nothing of the dramatically, uh, the dramatically, uh, dramatically altered theatrical landscape that it now must navigate. When Black Panther hit screens four years ago, China and Russia were still um, major film markets, but China has become more inaccessible to Hollywood fare and Russia's invasion of Ukraine means that studio films no longer screen in the country. So Black Panther Wakanda Forever will be a global powerhouse, but it probably won't hit the $1.4 billion mark that its predecessor achieved. Never say never. As it stands, Wakanda Forever has the second largest, the second biggest domestic debut of the year behind the the $187.4 million uh, launch of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Mm. It also commands that the third best slandemic era bow behind the aforementioned Doctor Strange adventure and Spider-Man No Way Home, which got started with $260 million. Um, Tony Chambers, EVP and head of theatrical distribution at Disney, Marvel's um, parent company ascribed the film's success to the Marvel um, track record, as well as the quality of the filmmaking. Most films steered clear of Black Panther Wakanda Forever. However, Steven Spielberg's um, semi-autobiographical The Fablemans opened in limited release, premiering in four um, theaters in New York City and Los Angeles. The film earned a solid $160,000 for an average of $40,000 per screen. It faces its real test when it goes wide on November 23rd. The movie, A Portrait of the Boy Who Grew Up to Give Us Jaws as a Young Man, has been generating awards heat, but it faces commercial headwinds. Movies like Tar, Till, Armageddon Time, and Triangle of Sadness are beloved by critics. 
but have struggled at the box office. Adult audiences, um, it seems, have yet to come back to cinemas in force after the slamdemic. In fact, Spielberg's most um, recent effort, 2021's West Side Story, bombed um, despite its glowing reviews. Damn. Will the Fableman's a tender-hearted family saga be the thing that gets all the crowds back into multiplexes? The $40 million drama does seem to be connecting with those who see it. It earned a an A cinema score rating, which bought which bodes well for word of mouth. Black Adam, which is also still in theaters, a comic book adventure from Warner Brothers in DC, nabbed second place at the domestic box office, grossing $8.6 million to push its domestic haul to $151.1 million. Universal's Ticket to Paradise, a rom-com with Julia Roberts and George Clooney, netted $6.1 million for a third place finish. That brings its stateside total to five, no, excuse me, $56.5 million. Sony's Lyle Lyle Crocodile um, came in fourth with $3.2 million. It has grossed $40.8 million since opening last month. Paramount's low budget horror fit, no, excuse me, horror hit, smile. Rounded out the top five with $2.3 million. Yeah. um, <laughs> The film, which cost a modest $17 million to make, um, has earned an impressive $102.8 million domestically. That kind of, re- that kind of result should leave the studio flashing its pearly whites. Theater owners have been desperate for some good news. Ticket sales have been anemic since the summer depression, an industry that was hit hard by COVID. Um, Cineworld, the second largest exhibitor, filed for bankruptcy, and other theaters have been staring at possible insolvency. In this bleak atmosphere, Black Panda Wakanda Forever could not come soon enough. Disney saves the box office, said Jeff Bach, an analyst with exhibitor relations. What else is new? This is exactly what they were doing before the slandemic, during the slandemic, and after the slandemic. Well, in other Black Panther news, McDonald's is actually doing a promotion. Um... Yeah, McDonald's. Let's get to it. Um, hold on a second. There's a there's a um hold on a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I know I saw this somewhere too. I know I saw this somewhere. Um uh let's see, let's see, let's see. I know I saw this. Um yeah, wait. Oh, I know exactly what the Yes, uh, Happy Meal. Okay, here it is. Okay. Okay, Black Panther. 
hold on, Black Panther, Panther, Wakanda Forever, um, McDonald's, Happy Meal news. Okay. Um, all right. Um, let's see. So of course there it is. So McDonald's um is giving moviegoers something to smile about um this month. The fast food chain debuted a limited edition Happy Meal in anticipation of Marvel Studios Black Panther Wakanda Forever hitting theaters um, November 11th, which um, was last week. Each Happy Meal will include one of 10 Wakanda Forever superhero toys based on characters from the movie, from fan favorites like Shuri and Okoye to newcomers like Namor and Ironheart. According to Jennifer um, Healing, VP of U.S. Marketing, Brand, Content, and Engagement at McDonald's. The first Black Panther movie inspired the fast food giant to celebrate the new meal. Um, she shared in a statement, in quote, it set a, a whole new standard for representation on the big screen, and now we're excited to bring that experience to our restaurants and help fans see and celebrate their inner hero with this new happy meal because seeing is believing yep 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 um okay so the new Black Panther Wakanda Forever Happy Meal will help fans see and celebrate the inner hero. She added, yes, I did that. So the new movie comes two years after Chadwick Boseman's death in 2020 and incorporates the franchise stars lost into the sequel. An official synopsis from Marvel states that Wakanda Forever follows Queen Ramona, um, played by Angela Bassett from um, 911 on Fox. Shuri, played by Letitia Wright. Mbaku, Winston Duke, Okoye, um, Denai, um, Gurira, Nakia, played by Lupita Nyong'o, and Everett Ross, Martin Freeman. As they fight to protect their nation from intervening world powers in the wake of King Tatao's death. Um, let's see. Those who got an early viewing of the film are speaking highly of it ahead of its theatrical release. Critic Tessa Smith wrote on Twitter that Wakanda Forever feels like a war movie, commending uh, Tenach um, Huerta, Huerta's performance as the villain Namor. Actually, he's more of an anti-hero. Um, it's emotional, heavy, intense, and phenomenal. Namor is an incredible and powerful villain, Smith wrote. Hashtag Wakanda Forever focuses on grief, loss, and vengeance. You aren't ready for the Marvel logo and mid-credit. It honors Chadwick perfectly. Kugel de de delivers a soulful, wondrous sequel that packs an emotional punch and effectively explores relevant world themes. Film critic Fico Cangiano wrote. A beautiful tribute to Bozeman's legacy. Letitia and Tanakh are great. And the mid-credits scene is really moving. 
Okay, in other Black Panther news, let's talk. Um, hang on a minute. Um, hang on a minute here. Um, hang on a minute here. Let's get into. Hold on a second. Hold on a second here. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, all right, let's talk about, we're going to talk about the soundtrack too. Let's talk about the soundtrack. Um, since we on the Black Panther. Um, so the album campaign to Ryan Coogler's Marvel, Marvel movie also features Stormzy, Fireboy, DML, Pink, Pantherus, E40, Rima, and others. So it's actually, um, so the new Marvel movie, um, Black Panther Wakanda Forever is coming soon. Ahead of the film's theatrical release, Rock Nation Records, Def Jam Recordings, and Hollywood Records have shared the details of the soundtrack album. In addition to the Rihanna single, Lift Me Up, the soundtrack features Future, Burner Boy, Thames, Stormzy, Fireboy, DML, um, CK, E-40, Pink Pantherish, Rima, and more. Find a track list below. Director Ryan Coogler, composer Ludwig um, Goren's son, Archie Davis, and Dave Jordan produced the Black Panther Wakanda Forever soundtrack album. Ryan and I talked about the importance of creating an immersive journey of sound and voice. Goren said in a statement, if we used a song in the film, we wanted it to be the entire song and to be connected to the story. Thematically, we wanted to move the audience from grief to celebration. When you listen to the soundtrack, you can close your eyes and relive the experience of the movie. That was the intention. Um, yes. And of course, um, and of course, um, yes, um, it has um wait a minute here. Ryan Cooley's Academy nominated movie Black Panther, Kitchen Lamar Helm in 2018. Film soundtrack, which featured music by Lamar Scissor and The Weeknd, Anderson Pack, and Georgia Smith, James Blake, and more. Um, damn. So, here are the track listings actually. So, this is about 19 tracks. So, basically, number one is Rihanna Lift Me Up, number two, um, DB and Go Go. Um, Sino, um, M Solo, Camel, and Fila, Young Stunner, um, Love and Loyalty, Believe, Burner Boy, Alone, Thames, No Woman, No Cry, Viver Quintana. Um, I'm not gonna even um butcher the the the. I'm not gonna bitch. I'm not even gonna butcher that right there. Um, f um, full decoot. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, food, Ford, Kush, Kush. Never mind. Anyway, um, Snow the product. Um, La Vida featuring E40, Stormzy interlude, Five Five Boy DML number nine coming back fro fro you. Number ten. Toby and and we and Wigwi, 
Um, they won it, but no, perform- but no performed. Eleven, ADN Maya Colettivo, Pat Boy, um, and um, number number twelve, OG Dave Davey Future, um, Lehman Cello, um, CK Anya, um, and Miri, featuring Pink Panthers. Bloody Bloody Civilian, Wake Up featuring Rima, Ellie Man, Pantera featuring Rima, DB and Gogo, Sino and Solo, um, Blue Rojo and Framudo, um, number 18, Cali and Vita, um, and 19 is Guadalupe de Jesus, Chan Put Mi Pueblo. Now hold on a minute. I, I I know I saw somewhere that there was um what forty international um artists. So that's that's interesting right here. Um, that's 40, 40, 40 artists that's in there. Oh wow. So the Black Panther Wakanda Forever music from and inspired by soundtrack is slated to be released on November 4th by Ron Nation Records, Def Jam Recordings, um, Hollywood Records. It was produced by Ryan Coogler, Ludwig, um, Gorenson, Archie Davis, and Dave Jordan. Does, wait, hold on. Doesn't Rihanna got another song that's on the soundtrack too, uh, besides Lift Me Up? Something like that. This week, the lead single from Rihanna, Lift Me Up, set sets radio history in the United States by being the song with the most spins and listeners added in a single day. Over 40 international artists recorded songs for the Black Panther Wakanda Forever music from and inspired by soundtrack in Lagos, Nigeria, Mexico City, London, and Los Angeles, Rihanna, Thames, Fireboy, DML, um, OG, Dave, Dave V, Featuring Future, CK featuring Pink Panthers, E40, and many other music musicians are featured. So the soundtrack's original songs and score were written and produced by Ludwig Gorison, who who has won two Emmys, um, two Emmys and an Oscar. He was particularly um, prepared to oversee all sections of the of the soundscape due to his sight. No, excuse me. Significant experience working as a producer of musicians, of course, Childish Childish Gambino, uh, Adele, um, Haim, Justin Timberlake, as well as scoring movies and TV shows. Of course, Black Panther, Creed, and The Mandalorian. Gorison spent over 2,500 hours uh, recording the score and soundtrack, citing the songs and score are one. From co-writing the lyrics for the Rihanna song "Lift Me Up" to suggesting Thames, a Nigerian singer-songwriter, performed a cover of Bob Marley's "No Woman No Cry," and bridging it with Kendrick Lamar's "All Right" for the movie's instantly popular trailer. Um, Coogler was heavily involved in the creation of the soundtrack for the movie. Gorson said, "Ryan and I talked about the importance." of creating an immersive journey of sound and voice. If we used a song in the film, we wanted it to be the entire song. 
and to be connected to the story thematically uh, we wanted to move the audience from grief to celebration when you listen um to the soundtrack you can close your eyes and relive the experience of the movie that was the intention doesn't she have another one i know she has another one i could have sworn i heard that she has another one this one hold on let me take a look here what is it born again wait born again is not on the soundtrack oh wow born again is not on the soundtrack that's that's crazy um wow so um let's see in other um Hold on a second. There's a person um who I want to get to is um what is it? Lexis um Mia Phillips. Okay, so so um with with the nationwide debut of Black Panther Wakanda Forever luxury car brand, Lexis has teamed with Marvel for a look into the Afro-futuristic world with the assistance of the brand's first fully electric vehicle, the Lexus RZ450E. The vehicle is the center of a new marketing campaign, an electric future, starring actress um, uh, Denai Gurira in the role of General Okoye and her all-woman Pat Warriors, the Dora, the Dora Milaje. This is the third time Lexus and Marvel Studios have teamed up for collaboration. The key component of the campaign is the 92nd spot, directed by Anthony Lenardi III, which sees General Okoye and the Dora. Milaje traveling in the RZ450E and engaging in a battle with pursuing enemies. Speaking with the source, Mia Phillips, senior senior manager, advertising and media, Lexus detailed the Marvel and Lexus collaboration of the campaign, the electric future of the auto industry, and more. So let's see let's see let's see let's see so she did it so me and phillips did an interview and i'm just gonna go through this so so with the source so the source i'm not gonna ask you for any details but i would like to know have you seen black panther yet i have not i haven't seen the full thing um i've seen bits and pieces i have two members of the team that was at the premiere they have seen the whole thing and they are sworn to secrecy Disney puts you under the lock and key and safe deposit box and everything else in the world. Yeah, it's amazing with the first Black Panther and even with Eternals because we just partnered with Marvel on the Eternals last year. We saw the entirety of the script, so we so I knew the movie backward and forwards. We had a really good chance to understand exactly how the brand would be represented. Now, 
I now understand what it must be like to partner in a movie like the Avengers because Black Panther has become the Avengers of the Marvel's franchise. It was the film that no one saw really coming. They knew it would be successful. They did they didn't know how much or know that it would impact society overall. It was one of their largest grossing films ever and because of that now it's like impossible to launch the franchise they don't want you seeing anything um and obvious and obviously the unfortunate passing of chadwick boseman has really impacted them as well as well because they have an extra responsibility to make this film the best that it can be so this has been a totally different experience so before we get any deeper into the business side, what is your plan for watching it? It is some is it something that you go with your, go with family or are you going by yourself because you don't want anybody to see you cry? I'm going with my team. I don't mind my team seeing me uh, me ugly cry. <laughs> we cry together almost every day. Work pain. <laughs> We're taking the afternoon off on the tent and we will be we will all be going together to see it and then i'll turn around on the 11th and see it with the family alongside the rollout of this movie we we're we're being introduced to the first fully lexus electric vehicle how long has this vehicle been in development so the vehicle has been in development for some time by the time we got a sense that this vehicle was in development um i would say um i would say we were probably still two or three years away from it actually coming to market so it's been in development um for a while so within that we have the electric future campaign how were this concept and campaign developed um, our partner Walton Isaacson, um, who is our agency for Black, Hispanic, and LGBTQ plus audiences, came to the table with a plethora of ideas, and we were pleasantly surprised at the different takes on electricity. For the Lexus brand, I remember a year and a half ago talking to the chief engineer of the RZ who is in Japan and telling him we had this great opportunity with Marvel. We wanted to use his vehicle and we needed like really highly confidential information that he typically doesn't give out. So we had to give him the ins and outs. He was super excited about being able to showcase this vehicle in this way he couldn't think of a better way to get the first electric vehicle in front of consumers and gain awareness around it globally than the impact of black panther um so he was in which was great we knew that we were going to place black panther in our co-promotional activities we wanted to place the vehicle in the film as well but we couldn't because during the filming we had we only had a shell of of a vehicle. Well, that's that's pretty interesting. Um, 
when you think of Wakanda and Black Panther, you think of innovation and technology, the future forward thinking, elegance and power. The RZ450E is our most technologically advanced vehicle ever, and that made it a natural fit. We narrowed it down to creative ideas down to two or three and Marvel really liked this one. Then for casting, we had our eyes on General Okoye, played by um, Denai Guerrero. For a while, I mean, there is no bigger powerhouse in the film than her. Being able to work with her was such a treat. We were so glad when she actually said yes to the partnership because we had the script written and she saw it was true it was to her character the authentic the authenticity that she brings made made this turn out really well we couldn't think of any better way to bring this vehicle to market than by partnering with marvel studios on black panther specifically to showcase our battery electric wow that's wow this is pretty this is pretty awesome actually now for those of you who may not seen the car i think you could i think you can actually um i think you can actually find the i i i have to look for the commercial for it though actually but there's some pictures online you can actually look through so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna spend too much on this so you can go to the source.com slash 2022 slash um 11 10 slash lexus mia phillips rz 450e wakanda forever which is which is part of the movie that's out right now so you can check that out for yourself and um and yeah so let's get so yeah let's get into hold on a minute all right we're gonna get into uh another segment um we're gonna get into another segment right here um this one right here is what i like to call what i like to call munchies and drinks all right this is where i tell you and inform you about the stories in in eats and drinks section so let's get into it right about now um so let's get into it Our eat and drink story, um, according to amny.com, is basically about um, pinkmas. So it's the beginning to look like pinkmas. Um, from November to November 17, 2022 through January 9th, 2023, the Museum of Ice Cream will be hosting its annual pinkmas celebration. Pinkmas at... Um, M-O-I-C takes the fun that the museum normally offers and dials it up to add in more festive cheer. In addition to the usual interactive experiences that M-O-I-C is famous for, 
Pigments is adding in limited time activations such as the Pigments Tree Forest, a take-home paper gingerbread house craft activity, and a life-size snow globe that you can step inside and snap that perfect picture in. As usual, um, the Museum of Ice Cream, um, that's what the um, acronym stands for. Yeah, the Museum of Ice Cream visitors can explore the act the activations at their own pace, including the famous sprinkle pool. Along the way, guests will be able to sample all sorts of ice cream treats, including pink peppermint, soft serve topped with a marsh, hold on, maraschino cherry, um, hard scoops with candy cane sprinkles, and milk and cookies soft serve covered in chocolate chip cookie bites. Yum. Yummy. During Pigmas, the Museum of Ice Cream Cafe will also offer a selection of seasonal cocktails and treats celebrating some of the best flavors of the season. Some of this year's seasonal options include the gingerbread milkshake topped with whipped cream, sprinkles, and a festive gingerbread cookie, the mold apple cider made with fireball apple cider and red wine and a three scoop sundae with caramel whipped cream and pigments inspired sprinkles yum when you buy your tickets you can add on sweet or boozy treats for a discount <laughs> oh man the museum of ice cream is located at 558 broadway in um in in noho uh, I think they meant to say Soho, but anyway. <laughs> um, tickets for Pigments start at $25 on weekdays, we, $33 on weekends, and free for, ch for children two and under. Okay. Hmm. For more information, you can go to the Museum of Ice Cream.com for for more details all right um let's see uh let's see anything else anything else come on yeah i think that's it man i think that's it though um not mistaken yeah that's that's pretty much it for this episode right here um let me see if i covered the bases yes i yes i did yeah, I covered the bases already. So now I'm going to um go to yeah, we're gonna go to our last segment of the night. Um last segment of the night is dream choices on the go. So let's get into it right about hold on a second. Let's get into it right about um hold on a second. I'll be back.
Ah, sorry about that. I had to go use the bathroom real quick. Um, all right, so let's get on screen here. All right, here it is actually. Um, okay. Um, yes. So this is a segment where I actually inform you where you can follow the show on social media and where you can actually listen to the podcast episodes and stuff like that so let's get into it right here you can it you like to support this show whatsoever um the all you need to do is go ahead and show your love by following off the meat rat chains new york podcast on facebook and instagram alongside with my other two shows it's also on the gram which is excellent fun vibrant talks podcast um, the sports edition show and the review show meticulous vibe juice podcast that's also on there too and you can follow me your your homie um g money stacks 555 in queens new york turn on your notifications for um updates on when each episode is going to be dropping and of course and of course um and of course i will fill you in on where you can listen to the episodes um, by going to the link in bio, you're going to see um, the link that says um, Linktree slash GMoneyStacks555 on there as well. And you can and you can um, you can see all the audio streaming platforms that's that's included, which I will um, get to right about now. Um, yes. Yeah, so. Um, you can also leave a voice message on anchor.fm slash gmoneystacks slash message. And, and speaking of anchor, that's what we're gonna start with. Um, you can you can um you can down you can actually um if you don't have these apps, don't worry, all the links is there. You can actually download these apps as I um list them, starting with Anchor, Audacity, Audible, Audio Burst. Um, Amazon Music, Breaker, Castbox FM, Deezer, Listen Notes, Moon FM Podcast, Player FM, Pocket Cast, Podbay, Podfriend, Pardo Polo, Podorama, Podcast Index, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Podverse, Reason FM, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts. Plus, you can listen to you can listen to Off the Meat Rat Chains New York podcast episodes on Radio Public alongside with iHeartRadio, the number one app for um, music, radio, and podcasts. And you don't need a credit card or a debit card to download um, iHeartRadio and other apps, folks. You don't need that. Um, you can also follow my other two shows that's also on iHeartRadio, which is... Um, which is excellent, fun, vibrant talks podcast, um, sports edition show, and of course, um, meticulous vibe juice podcast uh, review show is also on iHeartRadio as well. And of course, be sure, be sure to actually catch up on the episodes whatsoever. And last but not least, make sure you grab the subscribe button for me on the YouTube channel page of G Money Stacks 555. Of course, click on the Noni Noni bell on when the show goes in the air via live stream. Leave a like and a comment along with the episodes. Um, share the episodes, share the videos, download these episodes. And of course, be sure to spread the spread the word. 
Stay tuned for more video content, upcoming episodes, and previous episodes. And, of course, share the podcast and link that says Linktree slash GMoneyStacks555 um, with all the orders from your platforms that's already there. And um, and also, make sure you actually um, subscribe to my other two YouTube channels, my two podcast page channels, actually, which is um, Excellent Fun Vibrant Talks Podcast, the sports channel, um, and, and of course, um, the review show, Meticulous Vibe Juice Podcast, also on YouTube as well. And um, so, yeah. So, yeah, there you have it right there, folks. Um, this has been an interesting episode right here. So, um, <laughs> this has been an interesting episode right here. Um, and and for the most part, um, and for the most part, I, I like to say thank you to everyone that's been tuning in, rocking and hanging out with me on the 206th episode titled banana split um be sure to actually um remember that the grind doesn't stop hard work hard work pays off if you want something you gotta work hard and you have to earn it new york wasn't built in a day um most importantly most importantly um Find something that um, clicks to you, that gets you into your zone. And, of course, um, think about your mental health. Yeah, Find something that makes you happy and makes you smile mentally, physically, and spiritually. And, of course, alongside with your creative ideas, your thoughts and stuff. And, of course, what gets you into your zone creatively creatively speaking and and alongside with tunnel vision so listen um i'm gonna be out of here i'm gonna be out of here so um so i'll see y'all in the next episode stay liquid take care of one another and you know reach out to people that's going through something that's on the inside it's not about what's on the outside all right um and um and i will and i will do the same with um some people that i know i'll reach out to see uh what's going on with them mentally physically and spiritually which i feel this is very important because um we have to we have to break that stigma man we gotta break that stigma because because it it's not it's not a tab it's not a taboo topic anymore you know what i'm saying so that's just that's just um how i feel about this though man i figured it's the it's pretty much my duty to actually um to actually talk mental health which is why i have this segment mental health check-in because it's all about your well-being it's all about how you feeling, how you doing, and all that other stuff. That's pretty much why I'm actually pushing this, though. You know what I'm saying? Um, And just to let you know, you are not alone in all this on whatever you're going through. I mean, it's 
there's other people that actually um you know care about you you know what i'm saying so look out for those who care for you and all that other stuff so there you have it right there um all right i'm about to be yeah i'm about to like i said man if you missed any previous episodes or server please feel free to catch up on the episodes um it really mean a lot to me if um if y'all had a chance to check out these episodes of each new york episode of this podcast platform um and that's it man peace and one love take care of yourselves and have yourselves a good night folks Listen, folks, if you like what you heard, I need your help on a couple things. If you like to support Off the Meat Rat Chains New York podcast, you can show some love by following the show on Facebook and Instagram with the same name at Off the Meat Rat Chains NY Podcast, O-F-F-T-H-E-M-E-A-T-R-A-C-K-C-H-A-I-N-Z. N-Y-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Alongside with my primary Instagram handle, GMoneyStacks555 in Queens, New York. And go to the YouTube channel, GMoneyStacks555. Be sure to click the subscribe button. Grab the notification bell so you can be reminded on when the show goes in the air live via live stream. More video content, upcoming episodes, Previous episodes that will automatically be posted after the recordings. Like, comment on the episodes with the topics, share the videos, download your favorite episodes, rate, spread the word to a friend, to other individuals. Please be sure to share the podcast with audio streaming choices to your friends. The audio streaming services include Anchor, Audio Burst, Breaker, Deezer, Listen Notes, Player FM, Pocket Cast, Podbay, Podfriend, Podcast Addict, Podorama, Podchaser, Reason FM, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. I'm G Money Stacks, and thank you, listeners and watchers, for tuning into the podcast. One love.